Welcome to Bigger Than The Hustle podcast, where I give you a fascinating insight into the world of real-life entrepreneurs and how they live their lives outside their business. Every week, I bring you super interesting conversations about the energy, thinking, habits, mindsets, and disciplines that make them successful in their life, which in turn allows them to be successful in their business. It's powerful conversations, uplifting interviews, and a mega dose of solo inspiration from me, We dive right into what gives them the confidence to follow their own path and attempt to get unapologetically real so you can learn what it takes to show up in your life and live your truth unapologetically. Now, today I've got someone that's um, got introduced to me on my journey of life when I got married or before that. Um, And she's, you know, her, the way she, her energy that she gives off and her, the way she is, especially around her family and, 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 the way she lives her life is really interesting to me and obviously she runs her own business. And what's quite interesting about her journey is that her influences around her, she didn't have big influences to start her own business. So this, you know, that's something I want to go into. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave no, no more minutes. I'm just going to uh, introduce her. Her name is Jyoti. So hi Jyoti, how are you? Hi, Marek. Thank you for having me on your podcast. No, too really excited and nervous, but... <laughs> And she is super nervous. I she's told me that beforehand, so I told her, you know, don't worry, to share your message, and I'm sure everything will be alright. So I'm just going to hand over to her, Joe. If you can give a little brief insight in your words about yourself, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Hi everyone. I'm Joe. Um, in Leicester now, originally from Luton. I've been hairdressing for 40 years, 30 years. Sorry. Uh, have four young kids, um, and. What else can I say? Oh, there's a lot more, I'm sure, but it's going yes. to be some yes, questions. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into it during this hour. So, do you know something um, you said that? So, you are a hairdresser, right? Um, yeah. And you set this up, you know, this business up a while ago. Now, earlier in the introduction, I mentioned that something that intrigued me was that when you set this business up, do you know your beliefs back then, all right? So, when you decided that, you know, you, you had this skill, you were working and you, you know, you, you thought, okay, you know, I may be able to do this by myself. I don't need so, to be a part of another business or company. Maybe I can set this up myself. Can, so can you tell me a little bit about that thought process when you decided that maybe, you know, what you were doing beforehand and then what made you sort of step into your own sort of business? Right. First of all, um, when I first moved to Leicester from having got getting, getting married, obviously I didn't know Leicester at all, mm-hmm. um, and I thought obviously I need to get a job. I've always worked in central London. Well, started off in London, worked in Luton, and central London. Twenty-one years ago was my last job. Thereafter, moving to Leicester, being a smaller city, not knowing really anybody except family, and funny enough, actually, from asking Birch. Uh, about hairdressers in Leicester and you happened to mention one of the sort of popular salons within that so I thought okay I'll approach them um, worked there for a bit and then obviously I had the confidence and the, the experience from being London and having worked 10-15 sort of years of experience behind me already um, I then obviously was working in the salon thereafter decided obviously I was going to have children so that was a big thing for me it was the next step uh, and obviously felt falling pregnant first time around um, I decided okay right I'm going to leave uh, the salon for maternity and I got approached by a lot of clients who obviously said oh you can do your hair at home but I never had the facilities or the space so I thought okay fine you know go from there left the salon worked oh sorry had my first child I got approached by clients and I thought, okay, I'll give it a go, but I've got to work around uh, my firstborn. Uh, so I set up a little area in my kitchen diner, put a mirror there. Um, so my husband supported me fully. He was working full time as well. But at the same time, I thought, God, how can I juggle this? I haven't got any facilities. It means I have to wash their hair in the bathtub. Okay, it'll work. <laughs> um, and I carried on. And everything I juggled within the working was around my little one. Thereafter, I went back part-time to the salon. Loved working in the salon. Balanced the childcare and everything. Had my second, had my third had my third child thereafter obviously I, at this stage I now had three kids under the age of three 
So a like, lot, you know, a lot to deal with and balance work, children, house, work, loads of things. So I had to give myself a nudge and think, right, okay, do you know what? I've got three kids. I'm working part-time as well and working at home. Something's got to give, uh, which then I decided, right, I'm going to give up working for somebody else and just focus on the children. I still at this stage was working in my dining area. Clients kept coming. Um, had to make sure the children were sorted, uh, house was tidy, because obviously with three young kids, you can imagine toys, everything mm. everywhere. Made sure dinner was cooked, no smells, put fragrances on. Clients used to come and say, oh my God, you wouldn't think you had three kids, you're running a business, have you cooked? Yes, but it doesn't smell. I had to be professional, you know? Yeah. And it kind of carried on and carried on. And because obviously I had to juggle the children as well and home life and the clients, um, it's just the way it was. Yeah. Carried that on. And then um, house got smaller. I was turning 40, decided to have our fourth child. I don't know if it was a midlife crisis. <laughs> just a lot. My husband always wanted more children, but we, I kind of like, oh, no, no, no. But anyhow, decided to have four, my, our fourth child. Business still carried on at the same time. House got smaller. And then we decided, right, we've got to take a step. Next step was to move house, buy a bigger property uh, in regards that I am still going to work for myself. And then Sats, my husband, said, look, you know, if we are going to buy a property, don't do it from home. Don't get complacent in a little room. Got to do something, things differently. So, yeah, mindset changed. And then, obviously, we had to pack up uh, from our last property and... Uh, that all got delayed because it was coming between Christmas, so which only meant that um, I would have to then go mobile. So for I think for about a year and a half, I decided mobile. By this time, my children were at primary school, my and my youngest was um, at nursery, and also I think I had the help from my mother in law, mother in law as well. But yeah, having said that, once we moved and then I went mobile, and then from the new property, we decided right, we got to find one of these rooms. What can we do? Uh, and decided, well, we need the space in the house, so garage we're not really going to use, let's convert. And my mum gave a lot of ideas, so, you know, you can convert like this, but don't lose space and utilise the space as best as you can. So I thought, well, it's only me on my own, um, going to be working, I'm not going to have any staff at, this, at the time anyway. I thought I had to just think logically. So then, yeah, we converted our part of our salon, uh, sorry, our garage into a part salon with the workstation equipped. Uh, quipped it all out and everything and yeah and there on it's going to be five years I work from home and a good balance and a client (laughs) you know I love it I think what what jumps out from the whole story everything you've just talked about there is initially like you said I think the decision was made based on other life circumstances you know you know like you said you were growing a family and you were juggling a lot you know being a wife being a mum being, you know, uh, uh, someone who worked, you know, looking after the house, there were a lot of pressures on you and it's something you had to give. So it almost feels like that, you know, you wanted to carry on in terms of bringing in, you know, you, you know, using your trade, your skills, because you had clients. And I know a lot of people in your industry, you know, whichever service space it is, they like certain people. And when they like certain people, they don't actually want to you know, start again and find a different hairdresser or find, because they, you know, they're happy with you, they know what you, you know, what you want to do. So what's quite good is that you had the confidence in your own ability to say, even if it's in my own kitchen, the main thing is, is that I know I can still look after them. I know I'm still, you know, working on my trade and being the best I can. So therefore, why is, why are people not going to come? It doesn't make sense. And then when you sort of moved house and then you invested in a space in your current home so that clients could come, so you could lock out, you know, like the kids, you can lock out the house and you can be in your space where it's just you and your client and you give, you know, a good experience. Like I said, it sounds like that was important to you because that sort of shows who you are as a person as well. You know, you could have done it in the garden, you could have done it in the front yard, wherever. But that doesn't, you know, show you and your skills. And I suppose your own um, ethics as a person, that's going to, someone's going to be coming in and paying money. So therefore, you have to show the best you can, you know. And that's, I think, people that are looking to step into this path and look into that area, I think what's important from your story is that 
you just don't think about all the end steps. You know, you could have thought, okay, I haven't got, you know, a salon, I haven't got a room, I haven't got space, I haven't got anywhere to do, so I'm not going to do it. And I think a lot of people do think like that. And it's almost a case of, let me start on this road, just like what I've done here. Let me just start and let me see how it works out. And I always believe in that people buy from people and if people like people and you are a people person, you're always going to be right, especially in the trade union. What, what do you think? Yeah, no, like I say, I'm a real people's person, always have been. Um, and creativity as well, obviously that follows with a passion of being yeah. as a hairdresser. And using, um, having this, as, this salon is one thing, but my background and having the ethics of business is not in my nature. Yeah. I am the kind of person, give me my scissors, give me anything. I'm creative, I want to do it. I can't read manuals, texts and whatnot. Give me the job and I'll do it. And that is just me. So give me this room and I've got it. And this is how I work. And this is this is the way I operate. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about it. It's the passion that I put into my work. Everybody walks through that door, you know, hence prior that I've still got them existing clients that I've done for the what past 18, 19 years. And they still come to me regardless if they had to have their hair washed over a bathtub. In between, I had to change nappies. They still come. That's loyalty. I must be doing a good job. Um, I am doing a good job, you know. I think it's having, you know, those, those little things give you confidence in your own ability and they give you the confidence to carry on. Because a lot of the time, like I said, there can be lots of hurdles. And especially as people like entrepreneurs and people that we run our own businesses, there are always things that are going to be in the way. There's always things that are going to happen that you think, shit, how do I deal with this? But somehow that hurdle will jump over, we'll go around it, we'll go around it, or we'll just pick the whole thing and just chuck it out of the way. Do you know what I mean? But we will find a way because I think that's just the way we're designed. And what's quite interesting about your story is that you've not really had the people around you that, that you sort of like that allowed you to be on this path. So what I mean by that is like your parents weren't in, had their, didn't have their own business, nor did your siblings or, you know, anyone that was around you. So what's quite interesting about your story, which is different to a lot of people I've talked to, you know, like, for example, my parents, my dad had his own business. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of my cousins, relatives all have their own business. Um, a lot of people I've talked to, either their parents had a business or someone close to them did, and that gave them the confidence to move into this. this for you, it's completely different because yours was a self move you know you didn't see it you just saw it within yourself that you had to do this now so anyone who's looking to start their own journey and you know especially in this time where things are not very sad people are living in fear worrying about their own jobs what what advice would you say for people that maybe have a skill maybe have a passion they want to move forward you know tread their own path and help other people oh my belief is do it oh my god it's so possible absolutely you know, like you said, I don't have business background. Uh, well, from my mum's side, obviously, you know, with your yeah. with Massey, your mother-in-law yeah. as well, that side of business background, yes, we do have. Uh, but I think as growing up, you know, there was opportunities for my mum and dad to have business, but never had the confidence, yeah, no. didn't have the guts. We weren't risk takers. We were, even now, I don't think, you know, with my dad, it often used to say, well, we should open this, do this. But it was, I think it was that risk. We never, and for me, I think I just took the risk. Yeah. My husband yeah. pushed me and said, yeah, yeah, you can do it. You've got it. You know, go out there and do it. And I think I got to a stage where um, I worked for a lot of employers for a long time. Um, I can stand my ground. I can work for myself. I can do this. I've got the skills. I've got the experience. Then, you know, just do it yeah. you know so for anybody out there that has got skill any passion any hobbies or anything they want to fulfill you can do it and you know what the perfect time right now i'd say with the situation we're in opportunities to think and really work out you don't have to have i never had a business plan you know you know the whole startup of oh you need a business plan you need to go and see your bank manager i did nothing i absolutely did nothing i just got my Got my clients in, did the job, earned the money, and you know, that and then wiped it out, right? Yeah, absolutely. I this is what I do, and you know, I still haven't got business mindset. I'm so bad like that. But again, I get the job done and whatnot. And to be honest with you, this time that we have at this present moment, 
has probably given me a little bit more insight as to, you know what, I need to change my way, my thinking. Mm-hmm. I need to change my thinking in a different way. You know, that yes, I do do the hairdressers. At the moment, I'm not practically actively cutting hair, but there are other things I need to focus on. And this time is given, allowing me, should I say, yeah. to focus on the business side of things, you know. Yeah. But so, I think what's, what's important by what you said there is that an analogy I read about or I've seen somewhere is about don't wait for all the lights to be green because the lights are never all going to be green. Just get to the first light, work it out and then move on. You know, like you said, um, even when I start my business, I, you know, even though I have people around me, I never, I've never done a business plan for any of the businesses I've done, right? It's almost been a case of let me just do it, get a sort of idea and, and, and move forward with it. And I think that's having the confidence, but also just, I think the more you think about something, the more it sits in your head, the more the fear can creep in. And the more the fear creeps in, then you're un- less likely to try and move in because it will be a case of why you can't do, why you can't do, why you can't do, as opposed to saying, I've got this little 1% that says to me, I, you know, I can do it. And like I said, being surrounded by the right people and, and, and having the conversations to step up your own thinking and give you the confidence. Even, even, you know, even if you don't have that with you right now, there's pe- you know, find them. And like I said, if you want to set up something and you're not sure, you know, you know, I have a skill. You know, I have a skill to make tables out of wood. That's my skill, all right. But I don't know, you know, where to get money from or where how to source supplies or. But a lot of the time, you just work that shit out. And mm. if you don't work it out, get someone in that can work it out for you or learn. And that's how we've all done it. Do you know what I mean, you know, you've been in business for a while. Same here. And if I didn't know, I'd ask someone. Looked on, on Instagram, well, then there wasn't really internet, it's all more internet now. Yeah. But also, there's so much information out there now that there's never a time when you say, I don't know. It's just case I just need to find out. And like I said, you, and, and now, you know, we're in a situation where we need to adapt. You know, you need to adapt, I need to adapt, because if you don't adapt, you die. And that we've seen that in a lot of businesses, you know, like Woolworths, Blockbusters didn't adapt. And they died. And this is what I love about small businesses, especially single operators just like yourself, is it's all on you. So you need to come out and think and think, actually, how is it gonna work for me? Because because it's all it's you. And if you don't do it, no one's gonna do it. And that's where I think, you know, it's interesting to be in this place right now. Right, so what I'm going to sort of um, uh, talk about is moving forward from sort of business and uh, about your life today, right? So what do you think inspires you today? Inspires me being where I am with Mm -hmm. four children, an active mum. I know, I know, I know. Children are a big part of your life. You know, family yeah. is a big part of your life, and I've seen that. You know, you come from a big family, not just your own. You know, with siblings and your mom, dad, but you know, cousins, and now you're part of another big family in your husband's family. So you've always been sort of like more. I've seen you more of like a maternal character. What I mean, you look and you like to look after people. You like to make sure everyone's all right, and and you know that nurturing side of you. And I've always seen that. So. When you, you know, when you see your children grow because of the love you've put into that energy, you put into your household, you've seen your, you know, your husband happy and those things. That's one thing because of the life you live. But what do you think makes you happy? Not just from seeing other people, but from things you do for yourself. I think for me, I think it's the way I conduct and operate in myself. If I'm happy within myself, I think everything around would operate smoothly. I'm not, I have patience, I have a lot of tolerance. And I think that keeps me going. And, you know, that, like I say, the, that atmosphere, you know, I, will, I, I never wake up sad. I never wake up, you know, doom and gloom. And, you know, I think health and well-being, you know, if that all is, you know, at a high peak, you know, you have your ups and downs, but if that's at a high peak, then everything will follow, you know, and that's what inspires is as well, being around happy, you know, happiness, being around people that give you happiness. And then obviously 
um, you resonate with that, you know, and you know, it just keep, keeps your, your mindset thinking above, you know, and to keep and going, think, really. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, something I've noticed about you is that you're quite an open person. What I mean by that, you, you're not scared. Open. You're an open oh. person. What I mean by that is that you're, if, if someone says something to you and, you know, and, and, and you see as, you know what, there's something that maybe I need to work on myself or, or actually that's nice, let me take that in. You, you accept both sides without holding, you know, like a heavy heart so someone said something bad or something said so negative or positive. It's a case of, actually, you know what, probably I do need to work on that, so let me do that. Or, actually, thank you. Thank you for saying that. And that's helped me and that helps me. Do you know what I mean? So, a lot, you know, I like that energy that you give off because that energy is an energy of, um, it's like a vulnerable energy in terms of always being open. You know, you don't mind people saying, you know what, Joe, you're shit at this. And you're laughing, and you're laughing off because you're like, you know, I do know, I'm not much yet, I'm working at it, and that's cool. Yeah. But more people can take that quite negatively, you know, and say, actually, I'm not talking to you anymore because you said this. Whereas yeah. you always, always be in the sense of, you know what, actually, I probably agree with that, and I, you know, and, and I like that because it shows an honesty. And um, I think when you have, because you're, like I said, your mother, your your wife, you're a, you're a sister. And when you have an energy like that around you, it shows you there's a um, humility, that you have a humility about you, that you don't need to be this big person or someone who's always right. Just be truthful and honest. And I think that's the energy you give off to your kids. Is that what, would you see that in yourself? Oh, absolutely, Bobby, absolutely. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm not one for confrontation. I'm a, I'm a very sensitive person. And if somebody did say anything as such to me, I think I can't bite, I can't bite and argue and uh, defend immediately. I'm one of these people or somebody will say something and I'll go home and think, oh, I wish I said this and I wish I said that. But it's fine. You know what? Let me take it in a different way. I think of it differently. And I think that's one thing I think I, I got get from my mum. And my mum's a lot like that, you know. Yeah. She, you know, I think that that's where those kind of traits come from. Is you know what, leave it, you know, let it be. It is, you yeah. know, that's their bad. You know, it's not your bad. What have you done? You've not done, done nothing wrong. And if you take it that way, you know what, nothing will hurt you. Yeah. You know. And I think it's your intention as well, because you know your intention is never to hurt anyone. Your intention is never to be, you know. Um, spiteful or you know vindictive when you know your intention is that you know you can always be have an open heart it's like when you give money you know if someone comes in like oh we collect for charity and you give a pound whatever you get right it's not up to you to know where that pound's going because that's up to them if they want to go down the pub and drink it down there that's fine that's up to them because you've given it with a good heart mm. you can always let that go and it's, you know, I always believe that that energy always comes back to you. That there, you know, people like you, the, the world looks after. There's always going to be a protection barrier around you because we need people like you. Do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. always, I think you should always have that hope and that understanding in yourself that, you know, life will always be all right. No matter, you know, I'm sure you've been through dark times, there's been lows where you think, shit, this is just fucking tough, man. But... Yeah somehow you'll always find a way around whether these people around you, whether it's just your own thinking, whether it's just a case of actually, you know what, I'm going to let that go and just, you know, whatever happens, happens. And I think it's a great, you know, thing to have in your own mind to say, you know what, I know I'll always be all right because my, I live my truth and I'm always honest. And I, I can see that in you. Yeah, and like you said, honesty, being truth, true to yourself is being true to everybody around you, you know, and honesty as well. And yeah, they're the kind of, having that, you know, nothing, having that mind frame, nothing can break you because yeah. you're thinking that, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, something you mentioned earlier about your parents. So when you, when you were growing up, um, obviously your siblings, your parents in Luton. Now, how, you know, how do you feel, think your parents, both your mom and your dad, influence you to be the person you are today? Um, well, obviously with a lot of people that would, who don't know my parents, uh, my dad at a very, very young age of 33 ended up with a, 
severe stroke and was had a disability for 40 years. So growing up, having a disabled father and then for my mum at the time was only 27 to deal with what happened to my dad it was for her make or break me and my brother and sister were very young and were you know brought up you know and looked after by my grandparents my dad's parents um so growing up was um was tough because all we ever knew is that we had a disabled father but as we got older, older and older my dad had that you know a, a lot of i think how can i say he was a strong person but because of his disability it very much came in the way so it was difficult you know and for me like growing up you know it was, again, like with many Asian children, it was like, you know, go to study, you know, learn, get a degree. But at the same time, for girls in the kitchen, you've got to cook, you're going to get married. Um, but, you know, my mum and dad, regardless of what they went through, um, were strong. Were strong. My mum was very strong. My dad made my mum strong, you know. In every family, you have your ups and downs, you have your turmoils, you know, trials, tribulations, but you get through it. And uh, my mom, when my when I first told my you know parent my parents when I left school I didn't want to go to school you know, uh, sorry I didn't want to do further education academically I didn't think I had that ability <laughs> although I laugh now and I tell my children that I actually have an O level in chemistry at the time we did O level or CSE yeah, and O level is quite a high grade <laughs> so I always say oh I want to be uh, a but, uh, what do you call it. A lab technician and be in science but because I never had the academia in me I thought no way I can't do this but I told my parents I want to be a hairdresser my dad was like are you serious you want to be a hairdresser what kind of job is that I said, this is a passion this is what I want to do and I fulfilled it my mum and dad supported me you know I worked in Luton locally I had matter of fact I did a YTS at the time it's called a youth training scheme people said oh my god you get money for that I said well you're going college you're not even getting paid I am but I'm still getting the skill and you know I can yeah. say 30 years on yeah. I'm still doing hairdressing and my mum and dad supported that all the way you know they supported me and I think my dad you know obviously you know two years ago he passed away he was proud that I became a hairdresser and he before uh, when I set this room, you know, this salon up in the studio in my home, he said, I'm so proud of you, you know, before. Do you remember when I used to say, you want to be a hairdresser? No way. What kind of job is that? Because I'm really proud of you. I think even when I worked in London and travelled, I used to commute every day to Luton, do a 15-minute journey every single day, come home, have my dinner, and I'll be out doing mobile hairdressing. You know, I was single independent. I could do what I like, you know. Food was given, you know, served at me as soon. Mum would say, "Oh, eat, go, and you got to go out." I'm like, "Yeah, I've got clients, Mum, Dad, you know." And they supported that, mm. yeah. and uh, with their influence and their support, the best they could, and only what they knew is where I'm at today, really. And I think you know, I you know, I knew your dad as well, um, and I think where what knocked him a lot because. Um, from my understanding, I didn't know him before his disability, but I knew he was quite a, a larger than life character, you know, being a part of things and, you know, being given that huge, um, when he had the stroke and where he couldn't, he was immobile for a while and then he, he sort of got his mobility, but not ever to the point it was, um, and not being able to work. I think, you know, as a man being in that generation, I can see how that would have dented his pride um, and it would have knocked him to six and having your mum there still continually supporting him you know i knew your dad how much your mom meant to your dad just by the way they looked after each other do you know what i mean and and your mom you know she I, all i saw was strength because she never i never saw her down because obviously we only saw little bits of her but she knew you know what i chose to marry this man and i'm choosing to stay by his side and i think that in relationship is First of all, rare these days, you know, I see so much where people just give up so easily, you know, or I don't get on because, you know, we have different phones now, so I'm not even going to, you know, I'm not going to try anymore, I don't like it, things like this, and, and that hurts me though, because when you enter into a relationship, you know yourself, you've been married a while as well, that we, you know, we, we have our times, you know, we are two independent people, 
and you get into this thing called marriage and then you're like fuck man how do i deal with all this energy that's going on you know i'm my own person i'm dealing with this he's he's over he's doing this and then we're trying to sort of find a middle ground somewhere and at times it's like this is fucking hard this is hard you know what i mean no one's given us a book to read like this is how we do this you know what i mean and then we I mean the key word for me is always the compromise and it's always about compromise and and that ability just to fight in a way you say you know what i've seen something in this person that's why i got married in the first place and even though it might not be what i thought at that point somehow i'm going to fight fighting for me means, means compromise fighting for me means actually not always getting in my way but saying actually what do you want and that middle ground where you give and then they give and then you reach that point where you know even like there she you know that's your cousin but i know she she we've been through a journey where it was hard for a long time because both of us were quite strong characters in our own way and then to find that middle ground it's only been probably what three or four years where we really become comfortable in our own space where we're now pushing each other to grow so up until that point you know i've got a strong family background so she she moved from leicester to you know from east leicester and she did the same move as you and being in a city where you only have your husband and his family no one really you don't have any friends or anything like that it's hard and you went through the same thing and just just getting through that mindset and saying actually you know what um this is worth it somehow it's worth it i can't see it right now but I just have to do with this and I hope you know people you know if talk about relationships and talk about marriage you know people that are treading on that path right now so you know if you know someone that maybe girlfriend boyfriend that do want to get married and and or maybe not you know their partners and they think maybe I do want to step in my but I'm not sure what kind of conversation do you think they should be having before they decide um in a strong relationship I'd say for anybody right now in this generation like you said you know like how our parents were is compromise mm. and we're not all perfect yeah. you can't expect your husband to be the way you want him to be or like vice versa you know everyone's traits are different and you have to learn to understand that and yeah like you say we we have had our ups and downs but to get to where we are at now you know i stand by him yeah. you know yeah. and i feel proud and happy to say that he's my husband because you know he understands me and you know what it's not just now 21 years of marriage just doesn't end here we've got still a lot of growing to do yeah. understanding yeah. to do you know and even recently i said to sats you know is there times when i get on your nerves just like children argue you know like my kids argue oh you're so annoying this <laughs> and i'm thinking we can be like that it's because we are in each other's pockets all day every day you know you go work i go i do my work but we are together 24/7 all around each other this is it this is our life but to understand each other you know you give you you've got to learn and compromise yeah yeah you know and I, it will get you you know you can't give up over an argument he said this or she said that and that's it i i'm not falling i'm falling out with you i'm going to my mum's or you know uh, we need a break it don't work like that mm. you know? and often you know me arguments or disagreements talk about it yeah. you know don't go to sleep over it mm. and feel like you go to bed with that absolute anger and frustration because you know what that could have been the last time you seen your other half and the next morning you just don't know so sort out your differences you know and honestly the key word is communication right absolutely absolutely yeah you know what that he at the moment you can say the worst <laughs> things yeah but you don't mean it yeah, yeah, uh unless yeah. you're in an absolute bad marriage and you think enough is enough but you know what if you're absolutely in a really good marriage you know what a good argument makes you closer <laughs> i'll tell you that a good argument <laughs> makes you closer because you understand you 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 know sometimes it's not it couldn't be the case where you don't actually want to talk about a certain thing or um you want to address something it might build up and you just think you know what at that time you've just blown over and thinking oh do you know what's a sigh of relief i'm glad i've met said that now you can move on and you can talk about it and it's it's made you grow together again you yeah. know and i think um being being a man i think um 
one skill that I've never really mastered was, especially between us, was communication. And in terms of that, as in saying how I really felt. A lot of the time it was like we get into some kind of altercation and then I would just go lockdown. Because I don't, I, one thing I have is I don't have the ability, I don't get angry, I don't shout. What I do is reflect. So I think, why is this person saying this to me? And then I go into my own mind and sort of process, right? And then she used to hate that because she's like, I don't know what you're actually thinking because you just then shut down. And then because you shut down, where do you go? There's no argument as such as in, you know, raising voice and things like that. But sometimes that's even worse because you don't actually know what's happening. And therefore, so more recently, it's a case of, I, I built this because it was a more or less part, a muscle I had to go in terms of just saying what I think. You know, sometimes it doesn't come out right. But she gets the intention, and when she, you know, because there she's very much more sort of heart driven, and she'll just say it as it is, and I have to sometimes deal with it, sometimes I'll respond back. And what I've learned is that we have our little tennis match, so she will throw both me, I'll throw my tennis and then eventually it's just because we've said what we need to say, and then because we love, understand, and care for each other, we say, that's it, that's done, we're not going to speak about that anymore, it's finished. And then we just carry on and literally within a few minutes we're back to normal again. Yeah. And I like that because we both know where we stand and it's, like you said, we don't go sleep on it because that's, I think, probably the worst thing to do, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know what, as well, to see a, a strong relationship, it's your children that are seeing that. Yeah. You know, and that's where they're learning. If you're constantly bickering, arguing that, and kids are thinking, whoa, you know, is that what marriage is about? No, it's not. You know, you have to get through it to get to where you are. And, you know, children understand. They're, they're smart. And that's what you've got to portray in them, that you go, go, go through this to get to where you are, you know. You know, we've, we've talked about you know, love for other people. So you've talked about love for your kids, love for your parents, love for your husband. What, do you, what does self-love mean to you? Self-love to me is being happy, the happiness within me, you know. One thing that always will stay with me is my my dad's word, words to his dying days were, don't worry, be happy. Mm. And you know what situation we're in right now and everything else, I've not worried because I, within myself, am happy. And if my aura is happy, everything around will, will flow. Yeah. You know, and that is my self-love. You know, yes, I do mention the children a lot, um, my family, but it, it comes, it stems from within myself, you know. And I think when, when, when you can, I see things, when you say you're happy, right? So you do things that make happy, you see things, maybe you, you, you shape your environment to make sure you are happy, right? Because when you're happy, that aura and that energy you give off, words, you don't need to speak and you don't need to say anything, you see it. I can, you know, it's, I see in people and I feel people more now. So what I mean by that is, it's less about what someone's saying to me, but it's more about how they come across. And that energy I feel now. So I can walk into a room and, and sense, you know, you probably can as well. When, when things are not right, there's, some, there's a feeling, it just doesn't feel right. Or when there's a real feeling of joy, like you can walk into a room, say there's lots of people there, there's lots of, Happiness, it might not be from the words that have been said, but you just feel that energy. And I think we, as we get older, we become more sensitive to that. And we know that, you know what? It, that's all life is about, isn't it? It's, it's being in that sense where I feel first more comfortable in my own skin, that this is who I am, you know, with the negatives and the positive and the flaws and the, you know, all the things that may be not great, but then these are all the things that make it great. And that combines it into this thing called me. And because I'm comfortable with that, I know that I can accept it when someone says, you know, you're shit and they're fine. I probably am and I'm cool with that. Or actually, Joe, I like this about you. And you can actually take that on and say thank you and not feel like, actually, even I feel a bit, you know, awkward someone saying, you know, something about me. So self-love, you know, like you said, unless you are happy, that will never come across because you're always going to be in confusion. You're always going to think, actually, this makes me up and no, doesn't this make me up and no, doesn't. And it's that time you invest in yourself where you're alone, where you can be with yourself and say, actually, do you know what? 
I like it when I'm just sitting, I have my cup of tea and I just get time to think. And that is happiness. Someone, someone else says, I want to fly away and you know go traveling for six months. That's happiness. And why it is for you, I think everyone just needs to find that. And the only way for me, I, which I've understood, is when you're in those moments by yourself, having time to think, having time to, to, to more, more or less marinate your brain and your soul to think, what actually, what is the best marinade for me that will make sure my juices flow with happiness? And it, like I said, the analogy of cooking, you know, you need to marinate something for a long time for it to really taste good. I think that's the same with us and our lives. Right. So if we, you know, we talked about um, uh, your, your skills as a hairdresser right now. So everyone's at home right now. I know I'm in desperate need of haircut, you know. <laughs> so, so what kind of things can you, what kind of advice and tips can you give to anyone who's at home at the moment that can't get to hairdresser, can't get in, that can just look after themselves a little bit. Maybe not cutting, but just some kind of care that they can give to their hair to make sure it stays in good condition until they can get someone like you. Right. Um, obviously, be, being a lot of uh, time not being able to get to the hairdressers and uh, unfortunately for myself, I wasn't able to supply to any of my regular clients, my loyal clients. I couldn't supply anything because insurance doesn't cover us. Um, there was lots of speculation, you know, and all sorts that, you know, opening and you can do this, you can do that. But for me, staying at home and advising to people is avoid anything that you buy externally only purely because of the fact that there's a lot of anxiety within people for what, all sorts of reasons being at home so a lot of allergies and skin reactions can occur at any given time so do avoid any kind of chemicals in your hair but one thing to do is look after your hair by nourishing it eating well putting good oils in your hair and just give it time to breathe you don't need to look glamorous. It doesn't matter. You're at home. You know, you don't need to put heat on it or curlers or whatever. Yeah, if you're having, we had lots of fun over the this lockdown and did lots of stuff as, and, and created lots of memories. And those few days, I, me, my, my girls, we all did our hair. But yeah, that was fun. But every day, just just nurture it with and nourish it. You know, you don't really need to. You know, I've got I get calls every day or messages from like, oh, can I put dye in my hair? Can I do this? Can you supply me this? No, you can't. I'm not, I'll be honest with you, it's what, what are we now? Eight weeks into lockdown? Yeah. I've not done my hair. I've got roots. I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, we're all in the same boat. Yeah. You know, I, I've got, I've got my room here. I've got all the equipment. I've got everything. I'm not touching my hair. I'm supporting my clients. I'm supporting the, the, the world. Yeah. I have grey hair. Who cares? Yeah. You know, great. Embrace natural beauty. Who cares? It doesn't matter. You know what? We're going to be out of lockdown all in good time. Do what you need to do then. But in the meantime, just nurture and natural. Put natural remedies not only on your hair, but within yourself. Eating lots of, you know, hydrating, you know, eating fresh vegetables, fruit. So I know it's hard to say, oh, yeah, get all the, the, the shopping. Unfortunately, I don't even go out shopping because my husband isn't here. <laughs> He's shopping all the time. He's, he's absolutely fed up. But you know what? He has a shopping list every day. But, you know, we're eating well. We're exercising and whatnot. But look after your hair. This is the time you're only going to get. And I think um, something you mentioned there is, is, and again, that self-care comes to self-love as well, you know, where you look after yourself, where you, like I said, you eat well, you're, you're nutritional, you, you exercise, you 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 make sure what's going the fuel that's going inside you is feeding your mind well as well because i think like you said all these things make a difference to your you know more or less a lot of the time your outside appearance is a reflection of your inner self so when if your skin starts getting bad your hair starts bad, a lot of the time you have to look within am i getting enough sleep am i under too much stress am i you know and these you know like you probably see yourself with clients There'll be certain things that you'll even notice and say, actually, you know, are you looking after yourself? And it's those questions that are important as well, because it's not just about what you look on the outside. I think it's more important how you look on the inside and then the outside just more or less follows suit. Would you say that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, it, I, I, I eat well, you know, I, I love food. I'm absolutely, that, that's another passion for me is food. I'm a real foodie. I love cooking, you know, and, but healthy ingredients, you know, cook well, you know, 
we don't ha I don't have a fridge full of oven food never have done you know not grown up eating that kind of food but even then for my children healthy eating we we you know I remember listening to your podcast a few weeks back I think with Helda and you yeah. saying that um on the dining table salad was standard yeah. it doesn't matter if a carrot sticks cucumbers whatever that is standard for us even yeah. if it's English food Indian food anything any food Salad, vegetables is a must. And you know, every morning for me, a must is for my children, even if I don't munch on it, is school every school day or even now, is whatever fruit there is, is cut there. You walk past, you'll munch on it. So healthy eating is important. Yeah, we do. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not that overly healthy and I'm not, yeah, I do have binge eating and, you know, but that's life. You know, as long as I know I've had that little binge note back on track, I exercise versus you know, I follow Versh with our kettlebells and you know what, she gets me on form. And I've got four children, you know, I have to maintain my stamina, my ability and my health and exercise. If I don't do that, you know, I can't be young with my children. I need to keep on going. So yeah, it's important. Our healthy eating absolutely is important and a well-being of exercise as well. You know? But I think, you know, the, being in the sort of the profession you're in, I think the important, like you said, it's these little habits that you have that not only, because you are, you know, most households, the mum is the centre of the household, as in making sure everything works, right? And that doesn't mean that dads can't be, it's just generally what I see around me, mums tend to be the centre. Now, what that means is that for your kids to be strong, I know I have to be strong. For the house to have love, I know I need to admit love. And just those kind of thought conversations, those kind of thoughts, those kind of energies that go through you, and especially even with your clients, you know, so you have people sitting in your chair, and I'm sure you hear all the whole life stories about lots and lots and lots of people, right, and about what they've gone through. And what's interesting is that when you're a strong person, so you have some authority, and what I mean by that is that those conversations that happen with you, first of all, they're private, so they, you know, they trust you and they know that, you know, you are someone that will give maybe an honest opinion or no opinion at all. Some people just don't want to talk. But if you can, because they're in a passive state of mind, and what that means is that because they're listening to you without, um, without a second thought, a lot of the stuff you say is going in. So if you live your life well, if you listen to good stuff, if you're living your life in a certain way which serves you, and you pass those, that information on to your clients, that will go in. And continuously, if you, you know, and that's the importance of what you do because you are in a position of God where you see a lot of people one-on-one -on -one and they trust you. And when you trust someone, you're more likely to be open. And when you're more likely to open, not just to say what you want to say, but listen as well. It's like when someone is not ready, no matter what you say, they're never going to hear you. Oh, and then absolutely. one thing, when they're ready, you could say the same thing again and suddenly something goes in. And I think that's important with you, Joe, in terms of your position where you are, is you continue to be the strongest you can because the more you invest in yourself, you're investing on everyone around you. And that's yeah. all the people that come in contact with you, yeah. your own family, your own, you know, everyone. And even though you may not see it like that, I do. Because I know the importance of like, I was talking to um, Hina, my hairdresser, and <clears throat> And she said the same thing. It's so important that I'm the strongest person I can be because I can influence so many people around me just by sitting in my chair. And they were talking about this government, we're talking about this in terms of getting people, you know, talk to people like hairdressers because people do listen because they're in that mindset that, you know, I trust this person. When you trust someone, you're more likely to take in what they say. So I would say, you know, just, just keep investing in yourself because I think that's really important. So oh, just absolutely. Your, yeah. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, you know, like for us, you know, before years ago, hairdressers were very undermined. You know, yeah. we were just the hairdresser. Yeah. But moving on, you know, and evolving as a hairdresser, we don't have just the skill of cutting hair. We have a mindset of counselling, listening um, and talking. And, you know, there's times when I've been in the salon, the first clients walked in, don't know her from Adam, never met her, and they pour their heart out to you. And you think, whoa, you know what? We've not even started a hot hair <laughs> yet. Whoa, hold a minute. And they'll be like, oh my God, I've never told anyone this, and I've just told you. And you know what? That really 
inspires me because I think, wow, do you know what? You've just told me your dark secret or whatever it is, and it's not gossip to me. You know, the next person's walking in, I'm not going to say, oh, guess what? Joe Bloggs just came in and I've just told, yeah, she's just yeah. told me all this, that, and the other. Do you know what? That's personal. Yeah. What stays in the walls will always, you know, what's been told to me in these walls will stay in these walls and within me. Um, I, I once heard somebody saying to me, oh, somebody's secret is not your secret, so you you can tell everybody, anyone. And I'm like, no, that's wrong. Yeah. If somebody's told you a secret, that is their secret, so keep it. They've trusted you. Yeah. So do you know what? Don't break that trust. Um, so for me, it's not gossip. And again, like you said, the well-being, if my well-being is at its form, then yeah, my clients will feel comfortable. They'll trust me. And matter of fact, you know, after having four children and having, I wasn't the slimmest person, but I've worked on looking and feeling good. And my clients see that. And you know what? A lot of clients and people, you know, not only clients, but friends, family, whatever. Oh, how did you manage? And I tell them, you know, I've got nothing to hide. I don't believe in fad diets and all that, but it's again, mindset changing. When you change your set, you change your mindset on the way you eat and the way you operate, automatically things will follow. So for me, when clients come in and they are, in, you know, they feel inspired by me, it motivates me to tell them my journey and almost motivates me more to keep going. Yeah. You know, I'll tell somebody that wants to lose a couple of pounds or keep, whatever. When some, well, I've told them that today, for example, today I'm like, well, I've told her I need to practice that as well. So it keeps you going, you know, yeah. it motivates you even more. And it makes you, because the next time I see that person, they will say to me, oh my God, I really tried that. Thanks a lot. You know, and they appreciate, you know, and to share knowledge and share a bit of information, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. You know, if you're helping somebody, you're helping yourself. Yeah, and, it, and it's funny because even this, one of the reasons I wanted to start these conversations was just exactly what you said we are at the end, is that first of all, I like to talk anyway, and I think it's where when these conversations happen, I get so much more than the person that I'm talking to. Do you understand? So I can talk to you, and you, everyone who's finished this and said, you know what, I'm buzzing now. After just sitting, you know, speaking and, and, and speaking my truth, I feel alive. Do you know what I mean? If I feel religious. And I said, that's how you, and what about how I feel? I probably feel more than what you do because, you know, this is what drives me as well. And it's these conversations, these natural conversations like, that bring an energy, not just out of the two people that are talking, but the, the ripple effect of all the people that listen as well. And I think when two people speak their truth, there's nothing else apart from truth that comes out. And it's not, it's not about me looking good or you looking good, because that doesn't help anyone. What serves it when someone says, you know, I'm pretty shit at this, and if someone could help me, I'm, I, I'd really appreciate it. When someone says something like, you're like, I like you, Charlie, and you're like, because that's what life is, you know, I've always said, right, you know, everyone is on their own struggle, right? No matter what anyone says, no matter what the veneer looks like on the outside of this wonderful life, Behind those closed doors, everyone's in their own struggle. And a lot of the struggle is in their own mind. Because their circumstances are not showing that, it's just what they're going through themselves. And when you understand that, then you always have a little bit of space to say, actually, you know what? I'll give you some peace. Because I think if I can do something that helps you a little bit, then it's been worth it for me. Me taking this time out to, you know, spend this time. And, the, you know, even when this finishes, I spend a lot of time post-editing and make sure it looks right. Because I want the message to come across, and I want it to to not just sound the best, look the best, but have the biggest impact. And by having the biggest impact, I will hopefully even affect one or two people. The amount of messages I've got since I've started this is huge, and that spares me on even more because I'm not doing it for myself. I'm not doing it for me, even though I am. I'm doing it so that I can hopefully help the people around me because I know if I can shine my light bright. The people around me can shine their light bright as well for the people around them. And if they yeah. can be the best people and I can help them on that path, you know, that serves me. That, that, that nurtures me. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, from all the things you said about people sitting in chair, what would you say, if you believe you have one, what would you say is your superpower? Uh, my superpower is that I can help my mind's gone blank now. Because <laughs> I've always said my superpower is patience. Um, as in, Sorry. 
Yeah, patience and tolerance. Because it's a skill, and, and, and when some, why I would agree with you in terms of, first of all, your superpower, I know you and I, I, I agree with that. Secondly, is that patience is a skill that's becoming less and less obvious for younger people, especially. It's turned into this Instagram flips, you know, flip right generation or swipe right generation. You know, yeah. everything I think of it today and I want it yesterday. But hold on. You've just thought of it today and you've lived, you know, 20 years of your life and suddenly you want something yesterday and you've just thought of it today. The, the things I found that helped me a lot is the things that have taken time. The things that, you know, like you said, to get to your salon, you know, you had to go through your kitchen, then you had to go through, you know, the bathtub and the sink. And, yeah. then, and then when you actually got your salon, you're like, I can look back at my journey and think, wow, I didn't think this was possible at the start. And then it makes it all worth it, right? Because there was patience in it. That it just yeah. shit's gonna take time. Just let it take time. And then what? And it's not about what where you get to. It's the person you become along the journey, right? Of course, of course. But everything's a journey. It's like you can't get to Scotland in five minutes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we might be seeing you the way technology, right? No, you have to break down. You gotta stop off at a service station at some point. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> You know what? Your journey starts with tolerance, patience, and one thing. Yeah, my superpower is definitely patience and tolerance, and you know that's where, you know, how I've got to where I'm at. Really, you know. Yeah. And what would you say? There's still a skill that you need to master, learn, or grow to be a better version of yourself. Um. Believe in myself. Okay believe more in myself for who I am and what I'm worth yeah you know especially on my business side of things yeah I am not just a hairdresser but I am I want to educate more uh, um I, I said to myself sort of like these past few weeks I need to be more business minded but that doesn't mean just make a business plan or but I need to be a bit more structured in the way uh, I, I cut hair fantastically I, do, I I'm passionate and creative in what I do um I love the whole science of colouring and the technical work of stuff, but I need to enhance more and build on that, you know, definitely build more on the business side of things and educate myself more. And how do you think that's going to happen? Well, right now I'm uh, in a fair few groups. There's a lot of education out there while we're a lot of people in the same position as me as, as myself who are um, probably more advanced in the industry or have had uh, different levels of experience, but I'm learning from them. And you know what, the time is now, because obviously when we get back to work, I'm going to be busy. You know, I'm going to be packed out with clients. You know, I'm going to be doing the job that the doctors and the NHS and the key workers are doing right now. I'll be probably that person in after lockdown, whenever it does happen. So yeah, if I have to work around the clock, I'm there, man. I, I, I'm on it. I yeah. can't wait. Yeah. I'm buzzing, you know, that, that, that's one thing as well, is I like working under pressure. I love pressure. You know, I work better and I get the job done and that fulfills me. Gives yeah. me adrenaline, gives me yeah. a buzz, you know. And I think that's something similar we have in terms of when things become too comfortable, there's a little bit too much time, I think my brain starts becoming lazy. When yeah. I'm back to the wall and I have to fucking work, out, work shit out, then I come out fighting and then that brain is like, come on boy, you can do this, right? But when it's the way, like yourself, when things become a bit too comfortable, you're like, uh, my brain starts becoming lazy, I don't like that. So I, you know, I, I, I get exactly what you're saying. And you know, like I said, when you're under pressure, you don't have time to think, you just do, 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 come <laughs> in. <and> that, <laughs> I mean, you know, some people are opposite, right? Some people need you know, a day to work you out. I need like 10 minutes, I'm ready to go, but let's deal with this. You know what I mean? So, that, you know, my, ability, my planning ability is probably poor in terms of, I don't like to plan too far ahead because I work on the ball. I like to just, just roll with it, do you know what I mean? But if, um, if then I put that in, that's, if I learn that skill and put that in, I think I'll probably be better at a lot more things. So, I, you know, I, I, we all have our, we all have our path, we all have our areas that we still need to grow. So, now, see, finally, we're at towards the end of our conversation now, okay? okay? So there's a couple more questions which I, so I get 
the listeners to understand you as a person a little bit more and just what sort of how things sit deeply with you. So now what we've done is we've reached um, the end of your life. Um, you've, you know, you've got to 160 years old, you've done everything you want to do, you've inspired all these people, you've, you've created a whole load of videos, you've, you've done, you know, you've touched a lot of people with you, not just your skill, but your love and your humility. Um, and now, you know, you've got the people around you that you want to be there and you've not got enough energy to speak, but you've got enough energy to write three words. Now, these three words have helped you in your life and they've resonated with you. And they're just three words that you'd like to share with the people around you to take, take away with them to maybe learn and nurture a little bit more themselves that maybe help them in their lives. What do you think those three words will be for you? Three words for me would be patience, happiness, and strength. You've got the patience to do things and happiness within yourself around you and strength. Be strong within yourself and you can conquer the world. They're, yeah. they're my three things. Perfect. And I think, like you said, also strength comes from within, but it comes from outside as well. So again, if you can surround yourself with where, where you don't have strength so much yourself, you can learn a lot from a lot of people around you and try and pick off little bits that can help you. So yeah, definitely. And I think those three things will resonate with a lot of people. So thank you for that. Um, and the last, the last question now is this podcast is called Bigger Than The Hustle. And right now you're bigger than the world. So I've um, sourced a microphone. That microphone is connected to 7.58 billion people in this world. Um, they're all listening. They're all awake. There's no language barrier. So they understand everything you're saying. Um, and I'm going to hand you that mic for 30 seconds. Now, in that 30 seconds, I want you to share a message with the world about yourself or about how you can help them maybe make their life a little bit easier. So you start when you're ready. Okay. Uh, for me, around the world, everyone's listening. Don't worry, be happy. Happiness is within yourself. You create the happiness around you, the world will be happy. Um, Follow your dreams, have passion, uh, aspirations, follow them. And what else? You just follow your path. Keep smiling, have patience, have tolerance, be the better of you. And Perfect. Fulfill your life. Perfect. And, 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 and live your truth, right? Pardon? Live your truth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. Have respect. For all ages, regardless of age, gender, and relation, you know, have respect. Perfect. So, thank you so much. So, first of all, I'd just like to acknowledge you, Jody. Thank you so much. I know you were super, super, super nervous the amount of time you messaged me. And, um, and I hope, you know, we've shown that, you know what, you just need to step to the edge of your comfort zone to, to grow. And hopefully this is going to help you grow as well. So... Thank you for being the person you are. Thank you for the humility you give. Thank you for the love you show. I acknowledge that and I've sensed that a long time. Um, and we all need people like you. You know, there's a part of you that's in me. And I've always said, everyone around me that means something to me, I take a little bit away. And I know the humility, your patience, the way you love and the way you keep your heart open for everyone around you. I think it's important that people see that and they live by that as well. So thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you, Bobby. Thank you. No. I really appreciate it. This has been an absolute wonderful experience. Experience is key. Uh, yes, I was very nervous, but you know what? Like you say, a conversation just flows. And you know, yeah. you ask the questions, you answer the questions. Yeah. And um, yeah. And it's your life, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Be surrounded and uh, with people with the same kind of energy. And this is what our universe needs. Yeah. We need to be inspired by love and good energy and that's what you're doing and good luck to you about it. <laughs> the best. Well
Yeah. But like I said, uh, you know, it's all the people are the reason that I can do this is because of people like you around me um, that allow me to have these conversations. And I knew the reason, the, the sole thinking behind it initially was that I have so many good people around me and so many good conversations I have. I want other people to hear that because I know it will help so many people out there. So thank you for being part of this journey. So. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll um, at the end of this, I'll hook up um, Joey's details on the show notes. Um, if you do want to contact her, you need a heck or just a chat. I'm sure she'll be ready to help you after this lockdown is finished. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Um, hopefully you've taken something away. And even if it's a little bit, it's been worth it. So just remember, big energy leads to big thinking. Big thinking leads to big ideas. Big ideas lead to big action. Big actions lead to a big life to keep thinking big. Until next week, see you later.